0: Welcome to the Farm Approved podcast series, a bi-weekly podcast to promote animal health through biosecurity. The Global Animal Health Product Management Team shares with you easy and digestible knowledge and info from the field that is farm approved. Hello everyone, I'm Carol from Technical Service and I'm together with my colleague Elin.
1: Hello everybody.
0: And in this podcast we will discuss about biosecurity and farm environment. So Elin, can you first start with the definition of biosecurity?
1: Of course, the definition is really important to understand the topic. So I will start with a general definition of biosecurity. The word biosecurity can be split in two different words. The first one is bio, and bio means life. The second word is security, and security means to take care of or to make sure something is safe. So, in fact, biosecurity means to secure life.
0: Okay, that's clear. And what means biosecurity in the farm sector? Can we help to secure the life of the farmers and his animals?
1: Yes, of course. Biosecurity in farm sector means the combination of all measures taken to reduce the risk of introduction and the spread of infectious diseases at farm level, throughout the region, country or even worldwide.
0: Okay, and what if a disease is already on a farm?
1: If we have already a disease on the farm, we need to control the existing diseases. That means if we have four barns on our farm and barn one has a disease, we may We have to make sure that we don't move the disease from barn one to the second, third and fourth barn. So we really try to keep it under control in the one barn and prevent the others from uh, infection.
0: Yeah, okay. And what if there is no disease on the farm, but there is an outbreak in the region or in the country? So you mean your farm doesn't
1: have any problem, but you know in the neighborhood there is a disease outbreak. That's also really important. Then we really have to look to the prevention of the disease coming on our farm. That means our farm is negative, so no disease on the farm. But one street further, they have diseases. We really take preventive actions that... Diseases cannot come on our farm. So we don't want to get something from outside.
0: Okay. So if I understand well, you need a disease control program on the farm to be able to prevent and control diseases.
1: Yes, for sure. Um, That's why biosecurity is so important. Biosecurity is or should be the basis of any disease control program on the farm. And this biosecurity plan and disease control program is really tailor-made and farm-specific so we really have to look to the individual farms to make a farm-specific plan and program that they can really work on it for their own situation.
0: Hmm, that's Interesting but how does such a plan or program looks like?
1: Okay, imagine um, or you all know the food pyramid.
0: Yeah, I know them. The
1: food pyramid has different layers, bigger ones and smaller ones. We are working with the same pyramid and we divide the pyramid in three parts. A top part, and that's a really small part. A middle part that is a little bit bigger. And then the bottom part is the largest part and the most important part. And there we put biosecurity. So, biosecurity is the basis of everything. We have to start with biosecurity. Then, on top of the biosecurity, we have some preventive actions. We need to work on prevention to prevent diseases coming on our farm. And the smallest part on top of the pyramid, there we have the curative part, or, for example, the antibiotics. So, we cannot eliminate antibiotics in our uh, farm if there is an emergency we still can use antibiotics but that that's really the last option
0: yeah okay thank you and but what are the advantages of such a biosecurity program
1: biosecurity has a lot of advantages a better biosecurity on your farm gives less disease and that's what we want. We don't want to have diseases in our farms. If we don't have diseases, we can have better production results of our animals. We can also have a, buyer animal, a better animal welfare. And we don't have to use antimicrobials. Or at least we can use less antimicrobials by optimizing our biosecurity program. And another important Topic today is the public health and the public opinion on biosecurity on the working of the farm.
0: Okay, nice. There are a lot of advantages.
1: Indeed, that's why it's so important.
0: Yeah. And more about biosecurity. It has some principles. Can you give us the different principles and some information about it?
1: Yes, I can. There are five different principles of biosecurity. The first one is separation of high- and low-risk animals. There we have direct and indirect contact, but I will explain later. The second one is separation of high- and low-risk environments on the farm, clean and dirty environments. The third one is the reduction of the general infection pressure on the farm. The fourth one is not all transmission routes are the same, so one is a bigger impact than another one and the last one last but not least the size of the farm
0: okay well let's start with the first one the separation of high and low risk animals what does that mean can you explain a little bit
1: yes i can um so high and low risk animals there we mean animals that are infected or that are sick and healthy animals the high-risk animals are the sick animals. They yep. are weak. They don't have good performance. They, they really need support. You, you really see, you have to imagine if you have chickens, for example, the weak chicken in the group. So one that cannot stand up or one yep. that is uh, really breathing hard or things like that. A low-risk animal is an animal that is healthy. So like it should be. Then we have direct contact between the low- and high-risk animals. So that means if there is a sick animal inside the barn, most of the time you have 20, 30, 40,000 chickens. So you can imagine that there are some weak chickens inside the group. They have direct contact with other chickens. If you see that they are really infected and sick, you should separate them. You should take them out of the group to prevent direct contact with the healthy ones and to make sure that they cannot contaminate or infect other animals we also have indirect contact and indirect contact that means um, for example I'm a farmer and I'm walking through the barn so in between all the animals I see some dead animals or sick animals so I have to collect them I take them with my hands or um, I, I pass by with my boots and I don't disinfect or clean my hands and boots before I go to another barn you can imagine that I take some pathogens or diseases from one barn to another barn or that I contaminate other animals by my contaminated boots also transport is an important indirect contact because a truck can um, take some pathogens or viruses or diseases from the public road. He comes on your farm and that's how it can be spread on your farm.
0: Whoa, we can make some serious damages uh, then.
1: Yes, indeed. Really important to take care of that.
0: Yeah. Okay, thank you. And the second one was the separation of high and low risk environments. But for me, it's not clear what is high and what is low risk. A high and a low risk environment. Um, more easy
1: explained. It's the clean and dirty parts of a farm. If you have a farm, you will imagine a farm with a parking, with a house, with an entrance to the farm uh, or to the barns, and then the barns themselves. You have to imagine the public road that is going along the farm is a dirty road. That means everybody can enter this road everybody can pass by and it means that everybody can spread or carry diseases or pathogens yeah. on this dirty road
0: but it's not really visible dirt
1: no no it can be but yeah. not always, not always it's, yeah. it can be clean but we call it the dirty part because we cannot control who's coming on this road
0: yeah okay
1: and then the clean road or the clean parts of the farm is when you enter a barn and the barn itself so um, also if you have four barns the four barns you have to to make them as one clean part so people have to change clothes have to change boots have to wash and disinfect their hands before they can enter this part of the farm there is a big difference because there we have to take measures to prevent diseases coming on our farm and transmission of diseases.
0: Okay, and the the third one was reduction of the general infection pressure. Can you first explain what infection pressure is and how can we reduce it?
1: Yeah, Infection pressure, um, that means we always have microorganisms in the environment, in the farm, in the barn, wherever you think on, there are microorganisms. And microorganisms can be beneficial ones, but it can also be undesirable ones. So that means ones that can make the animals sick. And we need um, to reduce the infection pressure because imagine you have a lot of pathogens. So microorganisms that can uh, cause infections in the animals, we have to reduce it to make it able to have a healthy start of our animals. So that means that we have to clean and disinfect our barns before animals are coming in the barn to reduce or to eliminate microorganisms that are there from previous uh, production cycle, for example. And during the production cycle, We can have vaccination plans, or we should have vaccination plans to really take care of the health status of our animals. And that's how we can keep a balance by cleaning and disinfecting the environment of the animals and by supporting the animals um, with our vaccination plan. So the goal of reducing the general infection pressure is that the infection pressure should be below a level, which allows the natural immunity of the birds to conquer the threatening infections.
0: Hmm. Okay, now it's more clear for me, thank you.
1: No problem, you're welcome.
0: (laughs) And now we go further to the next principle, the transmission routes. If I have to think like a farmer, it's difficult to know the priority. Can you help us with that?
1: Yes, I can help on that first of all it's really farm specific so we cannot make a general plan with a list of priorities this you have to do first then that then that and this is not so important it's really farm specific first of all the difference between direct contact and indirect contact direct contact will always have a higher risk than indirect contact i think that's quite clear if you really have direct contact with an animal, that it will become easier infected than if it's in direct contact. But then, I will give some examples to to explain it and to make it more clear for you. Um, Imagine a truck that is coming on a farm. On farm one, the truck is entering only once a week. On farm two, the truck is coming every day. So that means once a week, and seven times a week. So for farm one, the truck is a low risk, no priority. For farm two, where he's coming seven days a week, it's a high risk, because every day he can bring pathogens or diseases on the farm. So for this farm, the truck is more priority, and there they have to take actions. They have to foresee, for example, wheel disinfection, Um, They have to make sure that the truck driver is cleaning and disinfecting his boots before he's uh, walking on the farm, that he's washing and disinfecting his hands and things like that. Is that clear?
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, very. And then we have the last but not least the size matter of the farm.
1: Yes, the size matters. Um, A smaller farm has less risk. Than a bigger farm. You have to imagine a football goal. Yeah. If the football goal is really small, then it's more difficult to make a goal. Yeah. You agree?
0: Yes, and I feel you're coming with a larger goal.
1: Ah voila. If you have a large football goal, then it's much more easier for the football players to yeah. make a goal. Yeah. So the larger the farm, the larger the risk or the more risks to have transmission of diseases, to have spread of diseases. And there it's much more important to optimize the biosecurity level and to really take actions and make a list of priorities of transmission routes.
0: Okay, so that were the, that were the five interesting principles of biosecurity. And next podcast, we will dive in in external and internal biosecurity Thank you, Eileen, and thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Find us on all streaming platforms, YouTube and online at farmerproof.com. Check back in two weeks for new episodes. Until next time.